Hi, Sunshine. I'm Natasha, your host for the Shine Online podcast and the founder of Soul Studio. In this conversational podcast, I interview the brightest entrepreneurs I know with the goal of empowering you to do business in a way that feels real to you. These conversations will bring you no fluff advice, honest discussions, and actionable strategies to help you shine online. There are so many bright brands in the online world, but there's always room for one more. Let's shine together. In this episode, I wanted to bring together Black female entrepreneurs that are making waves of change right now as we fight against the injustices against Black people in America and all over the world and even in the entrepreneurship space. As a Black woman myself, I feel all of this so deeply and I knew I needed to speak up. Speaking up and letting other women of color know that I hear them, and also speaking up to inform my non-Black listeners on ways that they can be allies of this movement and beyond to create more inclusive communities in the entrepreneurial space. Before we hear from our guests in today's episode, I wanted to open up and share my own story as a biracial Black woman, because yes, I identify as Black, um, and I will never have white privilege, even though I'm half white. I will never be seen as a white woman. And I even remember taking a standardized test in elementary school as a student and being so conflicted on why I couldn't check white and black under my ethnicity. I remember arguing with my teacher. I was like, but I'm both. And she explained to me, I'd always be seen as a black girl. And that has always kind of stuck with me. But I own and love every single part of my Blackness, but I also identify that it does lead to inequality in a lot of the different parts of my life and my business. And I didn't always own that Blackness because it was confusing growing up in America as a biracial Black woman. I wondered why people asked to touch my hair and not my white friend's hair. I wished my hair was straight and that my eyes were light and green like my mom's instead of my curly, kinky, crazy hair. I struggled to find a space for my blackness because to a lot of people, I was never black enough. I even remember kids telling me as a little kid that I had no culture, that I was an Oreo that I, because I was mixed. But being a biracial black woman has actually made me see racism in a whole new light as it has played into how people view me and how have they've judged my own family. People didn't support my family as a black man and a white woman, which never sat right with me. I could never understand why it even mattered. And I still wrestled to this to this day, but it's deeper than color. It's the privilege my mom has that me and my dad will never experience. And it's shaped why I'm so passionate about creating an inclusive space on my Instagram, on this podcast, in my business, and in my life. With all that being said, let's hear from the incredible Black women that inspire me every day and that do so much to serve the Black women, the Black entrepreneurs, and people of color in the entrepreneurial space. My name is Danielle Byard Jackson, and I am the founder of Tell Public Relations, which is a PR agency that's dedicated to getting more shine for underrepresented women. Although I could share my personal racist experiences, the racist encounters we've had on behalf of our clients when we try to pitch them to predominantly white publications, I could share all that. But instead, what I'd like to do is walk us through 
an exercise and not lead to a right or wrong, but to allow you to kind of sit with your results. Because unfortunately, what we saw that happened to men like George Floyd, violent acts of injustice to unarmed Black men, in my opinion, is a result of the biases that we carry every single day and don't even realize. But unfortunately, they culminate in horrific tragedies like what we saw with George Floyd and several other men. So I got this activity from Hillary Van Dyke, who works a lot with race relations in Pinellas County. And this exercise shows you just how little we are often exposed to brown people in our world. And because of that, we have minimal understanding of and respect for brown people. So a couple things I'll ask you and ask you to reflect on honestly. What is the race of the owners of the restaurants that you eat at? What is the race of your best childhood friend? What is the race of the majority of the teachers and professors that you had? What is the race of the author of your favorite book? What is the race of your boss or supervisor? What is the race of your colleagues or classmates? What is the race of your current neighborhood demographic? What is the race of your first mentor? The race of your first doctor or your current doctor? The race of your significant other? The race of your senator? If we are absorbed in a world where white is the dominant culture and white is represented in everything we do, We see brown people less, which means we don't understand them or respect them as much as we could because we gravitate towards something else and because whiteness is all around us. For those of you who would like to think you're above it, I challenge you with these questions. Would you feel more comfortable with a white doctor or publicist or financial advisor than a black one? Do you somehow believe that a Black-owned business's products or services are less quality? Are you okay with having Black people as your peers, but uncomfortable with them as your leaders, as your boss, as your teacher? Do you unknowingly question the competence of a Black person who is correcting you or advising you in some way? So I just kind of offer these questions to have us think about the biases that we cater to each day that may unknowingly contribute to the atrocities that we see on the news. And then I challenge us to have the courage to be honest with ourselves and start challenging ourselves when we find that bias sneaking up in our everyday actions. I believe if we have the courage to that, then we'll all be better for it. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks first and foremost to Natasha for putting this together. This is such an awesome opportunity for women of color to really come together and make it clear about where we stand and what we expect with what's going on in our world and the current climate. My name is Martina Lindo. I am the host of the Full Bloom podcast and the owner of the Bloomprint Creative, a creative agency that helps entrepreneurs who want to bloom online and find their purpose and their passion and connect it to something profitable in their life to serve and help the communities around them. 
I enjoy working with people of color because I understand that we don't always get the same opportunities that those of other communities are afforded. And so it's my job and my goal to help those people be uplifted and find their own purpose. I guess what I really want to leave with everyone is to just really be kind to one another. And when I say that I, I'm not saying, oh, embrace white communities or, you know, only embrace the black community. But in this moment, we need people to stop and really think about the fact that we are asking for better treatment of our own community. That also means that we need to now extend the kind of treatment that we want to other communities so that we can learn and grow from each other. And that's such a hard ask because we are really hurting. And I wanted to share this story with you. Um, I have a friend, she's white, and she called me recently to express how she was feeling saddened about what's happening in the world and that I didn't feel safe, you know, living day to day as a black woman in this country. And, you know, I told her I appreciated her concern and I just told her to continue to do what she's doing by trying to extend and be an ally and, you know, really educate those in her community because they'll hear it better coming from her than they would me. And she started to talk about how, you know, she's got friends who have are married to cops and right now they're having to work longer hours and are frustrated by all of what they're dealing with. And y'all, when I tell you the blood in my body started to boil, I stopped her and I said, I don't care about your white friends. I don't care about what's happening to them because they have an entire government that has been structured to protect them, to keep them safe so that every time they leave their house, they can come home. That's not the same thing that's happening in my community. And, you know, she started to cry and I was just like, am I going to read this girl or am I going to take this moment to show some grace and educate her? And I chose the latter. And since that conversation, I directed her to some resources that she could use to really educate herself about how her behavior was one, incorrect and two, why she needed to recognize that what was happening in the world is less about how she feels and more about what's happening to an entire community, an entire race of people. And so I tell you that to say, like, it's our responsibility to really teach people how to treat us because y'all, we were not the priority when this world was created. When this, this United States was built on our backs, they weren't thinking about how it made us feel that we were considered one third of a human being. They didn't think about how it made us feel that we were only used as property and not thought of as being any human. So now we have the responsibility to reteach them, to teach them how to treat us and to demand that we get the respect that we deserve because we can't go anywhere. We ain't going back to Africa. That's not a thing. This is our home. And if we want to feel like we're at home, then we have got to educate those around us who are rejecting us because of what we look like. We have to emancipate ourselves from the mental slavery that has been pushed into our, our psyche. But we also have to emancipate those around us who have a mindset of superiority, who feel like because they're white, they have some kind of power over us. And so we have to come together. We have to figure out the best way to do that, to unite. And it starts by having conversations within our communities, one person at a time. Thanks so much for listening.
And my name is Martina Lindo. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore M-A-R-T-I-N-A-K-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. That's Martina Christian. For more details on how you can get involved in educating your community and being the change that you want to see. Hello, everyone. My name is Barion Berry. I am a holistic menstrual health practitioner as well as educator. Some of you might know me as a period and PMS coach, and I help female entrepreneurs have pain-free periods. Today, I really feel led to share that what you are seeing and experiencing right now is not a black and white issue. It's an everyone versus racism and racist issue. Now, you may or may not realize this, but black people have been oppressed and silenced for a very long time. So the rioting that they call it, the looting that they call it, it's neither. It's a rebellion and rebellions occur when the government is no longer supporting the people. And we, the people, but black people feel like our government is no longer really supporting us. You guys may be familiar with the Boston Tea Party, right? Taxation without representation. Well, what black people are experiencing is execution without justification. And I really champion all of my black women out there right now and just black people in general. But if you are somebody who is not black, you are not a person of color, I really challenge you to actively listen and to accept where you may stand in this. Acknowledge what we're feeling and experiencing. Accept that you have privilege. It's okay. We all know about it. But now I want you to take some action and move through this with strength and grace and unity. I think that's what we need more than anything because united we will stand and divided we will fall. So unite with us and continue to use your voice to bring awareness to this issue. Use your platform to share Instagram stories and Instagram posts and IGTVs, all of that. Use your voice and take action to invoke that change because that is what you are here to do. You are here to share, to learn, and to grow. And I want you to remember that growth is always uncomfortable. We all went through growing pains growing up, right? This is just another one of those. So don't be afraid. Lean into that discomfort and understand that you have a voice. Understand that you are a part of a rebellion and a revolution. You are here to help be the change that we need to see in the world. If you need some guidance and you have no idea where to start, come and hang out with me on Instagram at Baryon L. Barry. I'm sure you guys have seen my IG by now, but just in case you haven't, come hang out with me there. I'm sending you all so much big love and so many healing vibes. You are in my prayers and on my heart, and I wish you the best. Hi everyone, my name is DL Sharon and I'm an online business coach. I help ambitious female entrepreneurs go from side hustler to six-figure online coach. I'm also the host of the Side Hustler to Six-Figure Coach podcast. Thank you so much, Natasha, for creating this platform and this space for Black entrepreneurs to share about their experiences. 
As a black woman, I wholeheartedly believe that we need to be calling people out, educating people about their privilege, and showcasing where everyone can be doing better during this time. And I urge women of color to also think about the community itself. I believe that the best people to support women of color are women of color. How many times are we actively putting our stake in the ground and creating safe spaces for us to come together, network, buy from each other, and collectively raise each other up? I'm committed to showcasing different women of color on my platforms, intentionally going out of my way to find other women of color to network with, and making sure that all of my coaching programs explicitly state that women of color are welcome here. I also want to share and relieve a lot of women of color who feel like they can't sell right now, who feel like they can't promote their services right now, or feel like they can't continue with a pre-planned launch. I want to remind you all that your business is a form of activism. Your business, the thing that you have sacrificed so much for, the thing that you have put hours and hours and days and days and months and months worth of time into, and what you have committed yourself to, that is a form of activism. That is a form of showcasing that you have a voice, you have a way to earn income, and you have a way to serve other people. Showcase your business, sell from your business, promote your services. This is the time now than ever where women of color and black women are being risen to the top. So sell loud and proud. Now for my allies, for my non-people of color listening to this podcast episode, Make sure that you are getting educated about history and that you're formulating your opinions about the Black Lives Matter movement outside of Instagram. While I love Instagram, I use it to grow my business. It is not the platform that has the accurate information that you need to educate yourself on the longstanding history of racism, oppression, and discrimination amongst the Black community. Go outside of the app and really take the time to study our history as a nation, study the things that have been happening in regards to police brutality, and educate yourself beyond social media graphics. There is so much deep-rooted history that you can't get off of an Instagram story. Taking the time to truly educate yourself, donating to Black Lives Matter organizations, and elevating the voices and the platforms of women of color is how you start to make a change. And finally, I'll leave you with this story of what you can do right now. A lot of people have so many things and so many courses of action, but one thing that non-people of color can do in this season is listen. Truly listen without being defensive. There was one time where I was in this mentorship program with a white coach where I showcased and highlighted something in an email where she was copying from a black woman. I kindly and respectfully asked if she received any licensing or if they had a royalty agreement. And if so, it would be helpful to know who was the original creator of this content and if this person can receive credit for their work. She took only 30 seconds to read my email and rebuttaled back with, I got permission. No mention of how she's going to be putting credit or a name to this work. No mention of how she's telling her past clients who the original creator of this content was. No direction on how she is planning to move forward and fix this mistake. The main thing that I urge non-people of color to do during this season is truly listen. Listen without the need to rebuttal. Listen without the need of being defensive and sit with being uncomfortable with the mistakes that you're making, intentional or unintentional. 
We all have our place to support people of color. We all have a role in this movement. Again, thank you so much, Natasha, for having me. You can connect with me on Instagram at DL Sharon, and let's continue the conversation. Hi, my name is Tiffany Lanier. I'm a clarity coach, facilitator, keynote speaker, and the founder of The Morning Shift Co., a personal growth and well-being hub dedicated to helping ambitious individuals on a mission prioritize space for their self-discovery, self-healing, and self-care, all through consciously crafting their morning practice so that they can show up fully and have the capacity to show up for the world. I remember the first time that I realized that being Black could possibly be a hindrance to becoming something that I might want to be. It was in elementary school when I was playing with one of my white friends in the pool and we were playing princesses. And I said, I want to be the little mermaid. And she said, well, you can't. And I said, why not? She said, because you're black and there are no black mermaids. And I realized in that moment that being black could actually hold me back from being something that I wanted to be. In this case, it was fictional, but I would soon realize that so much of the world, so much of society would make that a reality in every aspect of Black people's lives. And what I realized today that I didn't know then was how important that representation is, right? Representation matters. To her, she'd never seen a Black mermaid or a Black princess. Disney didn't have any Black princesses back in the early 90s. So therefore, she had nothing else to reference. And still to this day, representation matters. We have to uplift Black voices and people of color so that everyone is fully represented. So that you can see, hey, I can do that. So that little kids can see, I can do that. I can be that because I've seen that. I also want to leave you with two messages. One for the Black listeners of this podcast and one for non-Black listeners. For the Black listeners, I know that right now it's tough. We have entered another trauma cycle of, you know, literally watching someone die in front of our face again along with the countless other Black deaths that were unnecessary that has occurred in the more recent weeks and that have continued to occur throughout our lifetimes. And I think we've hit a pivotal moment in history again (laughs) that we are really fed up. And I feel like on a collective level, we are just exhausted. But with that, we know there's still so much to fight, right? We still have to show up, still have to lead, still have to do all of the things. And so I want to share this philosophy with you that I shared recently on social media, which is two words, rage and rest. Take time to rest in between the raging, right? Protest, show up, speak up, speak out, combat people in the comment sections, defend and fight, but know that rest is equally as important. Sometimes we have to tune it out, unplug, meditate, water our plants, take a bath and do what's necessary for us to maintain peace and find joy because that's equally as important in these moments of chaos. And to 
the non-Black listeners, especially those who are ready and willing to talk about race and to have these very uncomfortable, most of the time conversations, especially publicly. I want you to know that it's okay to be wrong, but more importantly, I want you to be okay with being wrong as you show up. I talked about this as well recently on social media that, you know, even with good intentions, you may say the wrong thing or you may be misunderstood. But what's really important is that you continue to learn out loud because that helps everyone that follows you also learn out loud. Instead of getting in your feelings about feeling misunderstood or being very centering about how you thought you did something great and now you're being attacked for it or being called out for it, I want you to think of a couple of questions. How does this apply to me? Can I do better here? And if so, how? What can I continue to work on that allows me to show up as a leader that can have tough conversations and I will not retreat to my feelings when I am hurt or I feel like I've been misunderstood? Continue to show up anyway, because we do need your voice. We do need your advocation. And you don't know what you don't know, but you can learn and you will continue to learn. So show up anyway. You can find me and learn more about me at livewithtiffany.com or at livewithtiffany on social media. Livewithtiffany.com is my personal and learn more about The Morning Shift at themorningshift.co. I want to thank all of the amazing guests for joining me in today's episode. I encourage you to share this episode with your friends, your family, your team, your clients, your followers. And I recommend taking a look at all the resources we've provided in the show notes, whether it's more episodes that you can tune into, videos, books, and just ways to take care of yourself during this time, especially if you're a Black woman or man that is tuning in. And also, I just encourage you to look in your circles by investing in more Black educators, listening to more shows just like this one that are hosted by Black women and men, and really thinking of how you can show inclusivity in your own circles, in your team, with the clients you serve, and in your personal life, because we're talking about it now, which is amazing. People are waking up and we're having these amazing conversations like we've shown in this show, but it doesn't stop there. It continues and it should continue. And that is really how we'll see change. So thank you for your support, for tuning in, and I will see you all in the next episode. 